Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, 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 welcome in. I don't know what to call this. I'm not going to call it anything. I don't know right now, but this is a new video. It'll probably be on a podcast uh, platform somewhere, probably on the Bros. Thing Network. It's like its own thing. But welcome to this first wrestling content. My name is Lennon Burton. Joined by my guy, Mr. Peter McGinn. Pete, how you doing, brother? Oh, doing great. Uh, first time in a long time I get to sit down and talk wrestling, so I'm pretty excited about this. Look, I am super excited. Now, look, this is something we talked off air. If this becomes a podcast, it becomes a series, whatever it may be, it will have a name, whatever it becomes. But this is something that, like, I talk wrestling a little bit on my radio show during the summer because, like, during the summer, there's no sports. And I and I was like, OK, I like talking this because for the longest, I kept wrestling to myself. Like as a podcaster, Peach, you know, we talk about a lot of stuff. And whenever you talk about stuff as a podcaster, I don't want to say it loses its luster, but it, you look at it a different way. 100% you look at it differently. Like whether it's anime, movies, TV, I don't look at it as I did three years ago and wrestling for me was something special because I didn't talk about it. So I got to look at it as a fan, but as you know, Pete, for someone like myself or someone like you, when you love something like we do, you have to talk about it. No, for sure. And it's, <laughs> it's, there's no better time than now to talk about it. We're, we're entering a new era of wrestling where not only do we have, a brand new competition where it's a real threat, but we also have a changing of the guard in WWE. So it's just a chaotic sphere that we're living in. And we are, we're just at the starting line. So getting to talk about it and seeing where it goes from here is just like how we're going to see where these promotions are going to go as well. I'm just, I'm, I'm along for the ride. 100%. It feels like this is the first boom period was Hulk Hogan. Well, obviously they had the stuff before this, but in the modern era, First boom period is Hulk Hogan. Second boom period is the Attitude Era with Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. Some people say that Punk and CM uh, and uh, John Cena had a boom period, but it wasn't really one then. Now it feels like we're going through the third boom period, a real one of, like you said, the Roman Reigns era changing the guard to Triple, Triple H and then having AEW be what it is as true competition. This is something that I'm excited that we're doing. Also, if you're on the network, we will have a, a episode drop with myself in the Wrestling Room podcast. Shout out to my guy, Brian H. Waters, who is a producer and host over at The Ringer for uh, The Ringer's Wrestling Show, along with his co-host, Dwayne Allen and Brother Hugh. An amazing conversation of just the state of wrestling. But I had to do it with break it down with my guy, Pete, because this is probably who I'll be talking wrestling the most with. Someone that, like I said, this could be a video series, this could be a podcast, whatever it may be. And this is a guy that I'm excited to pick his brain because in our Discord, me and him are literally, there's a feed called Wrestling, and we're the only people talking. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pete, let's start this off by introducing ourselves, even though people know us from our respective platforms, but they don't know us as wrestling fans. Tell people literally your favorite wrestler, how you got into wrestling, and you can do favorite wrestler all time and favorite wrestler current, and we can, we'll both give ours. Yeah, so uh, most kids from the 90s, I grew up in the Attitude Era, um, the Rock Stone Cold, all that jazz. That's kind of how I got my introduction to it. Kind of fell out of wrestling uh, in like my teens and early 20s and kind of got more into it again when I got more active on like social media, when I started to see like clips more than actually watching the show. 
because as you know, raw as a three hour show can be a, a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And I, and like, it's a, you have to fill content a weekly for three hours can be a damning task. Mm-hmm. So I kind of fell out of favor with it. And then I started getting really into watching some of the other stuff that I wasn't familiar with. And I really got hooked into wrestling again, seeing the Ricochet versus Will Ospreay Ooh, match. And, um, um, the best of Super Juniors in New Japan. When and you told me like, about that match, I was like, and that was literally one of the first matches you told me about in the New Japan era that I was like, oh, shit. And when you told me about that, that was like, okay, I've been watching WWE and NAW, but Pete put me onto this New Japan shit that changed my whole perspective of everything. Yeah, it was, it was, it was unlike anything I like, I guess like Rey Mysterio would probably be like the best American like, person. I, I, was, I, was accustom- yeah. I was accustomed to lucha wrestling, but this was like a new style of like acrobatic wrestling, I would say with Osprey and Ricochet. And that kind of got me into New Japan, which then got me into this was like um, I want to say this was like 2016. Okay, and it was in the transition period where AJ Styles was leaving essentially Bullet Club and Kenny Omega was taking over. And that's when I got really invested into Bullet Club and really invested into Kenny and the Bucks. And I can um, see how eventually down the road, I can see how seeing that in the moment got you so into it because those guys are so cool and like we'll talk about it but like yeah. i didn't get to experience that but to experience that live the formation of the bucks adam cole and and, and hangman and all those dudes making the elite bullet club I, that yeah. had to be special and i and i got like and so i was like okay so i got i think i got invested because i could relate to i mean they were americans over in japan I didn't know the names of any Japanese wrestlers. I only was like, oh, I can pronounce Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to look up Kenny Omega. And then I kind of got hooked into watching Okada, Tanahashi, um, um, all these other like Tomatanga. Like to- the, the, the Tongas. Yeah, Tomatanga yeah. and his brother, Bad Luck Fale, like these, these like staples What's the Yakuza of Japan, boss? especially uh, Bull Club. The, the oh, Yakuza boss that fights. Hero. He's the pimp, yeah. Yeah, he has his own. He has his own. He, uh, he's 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 like the worst member of Bullet Club. Like, <laughs> but does he have a um, faction now? Uh, talk about the the one that fought Eddie Kingston with all the uh, cuts on his head or whatever. I'm oh, like, that's Suzuki. That's yeah, Suzuki, yeah. Suzuki Goon with Zack Saber Jr. Suzuki Goon is. I mean, yeah, Suzuki is like the one guy you don't want to meet in a dark alley because he just feels like. Other people are going to beat you up. He looks like he's going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love Suzuki. And yeah, from then, it kind of just kind of um, I got more and more invested to it. I started going to like live shows when they were in town, um, started watching like the pay-per-views, sometimes watching uh, shows weekly, depending on what was sure, going on. Yeah. I would probably like look in, in advance. And then, yeah, I uh, kind of fell out of favor again, um, maybe like a year ago, but then getting more and more into it as of late um watched dynamite in its full entirety for the first time yesterday okay uh, i haven't done that since the first or second episode or it's actually when cm punk came back um so it's been i've just been more invested and in getting more into it and it, it reignited my love for it so yeah i'm that's that's kind of my journey to where i was and where i am today gotcha who would you say your favorite wrestlers of all time 
and your favorite wrestler right now so people it's, can know who we're pulling for yeah, when we do these vids for sure my favorite wrestler and, and, of all oh, time and is, we gotta get wwe and aew sure. favorite current for sure favorite wrestler of all time is cm punk but as of late not <laughs> at all we're gonna I talk think, about that <laughs> we still this is we have some information out but not the whole story so i don't want to say anything right now for it to only backfire on me but yeah right now it just seems like he's the get off my lawn angry old man and i i the pizzazz that i liked about cm punk is just gone to be mm-hmm. honest i really i used to pop every time his music came on and now it's just like it's not the same um kind of falling out of favor with him I'm, i hope that like he can pick it up look, <laughs> looking back at like what happened and maybe come to his senses a little bit but him yeah we could talk about it later but like just where he's at right now is just i'm not a, the biggest fan aw i i'm like 50 50 like kenny omega is like my favorite like in ring performer probably but right now it's eddie kingston i, yeah, I was waiting it. for it. eddie <laughs> kingston is just has the coolest gimmick in such a long time where <laughs> he doesn't think he doesn't understand that wrestling isn't real and yeah. i love that gimmick <laughs> he, when they had that match where he came down with the gasoline thing Bruh. i was just like oh like i thought this he looked straight out of like a gta game i was I like i feel like that was the moment the pay-per-view where me and you were like oh we both love this shit and we sent the picture and it was like oh we gotta make a channel in the discord because that that photo of danielson looking at him with the fucking gas yeah. can in the black and white that is just that's an image man when, when i think of wrestling 2022 there's multiple moments like the cleaner coming back walking down um you could think of mjf with the mic in his hand saying you fucking my fiery yeah. tony but another moment has to be oh and brock with the tractor rome of course great. the roman stuff but another moment has to be eddie kingston with the gas can i i think for for how new AEW is, I think if you had to capture it in one image, I feel like that's it. Like that is the most iconic AEW picture. To hey, me it so really far. might. I can't. Uh, and like I know I said, uh, I know I said uh, about MJF and Omega, but I think you have a point. Like I can't think of a single image. Like even from the two Kenny coming back and MJF's promo, it's the video of those that in like the whole thing. Whereas, like, if you want one snapshot, Kingston, that's a good call. We'll probably yeah. do our, uh, a video of our top AEW moments, and, like, that's that's high up there. So, it, okay. It's, it's probably... <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, the those... um The night where Cole and Danielson debuted oh, yeah. was pretty iconic. Adam the, Cole uh, breaking up the Undisputed Elite was a moment. Yeah, it's there's there's a lot. Yeah, we could say that for another time. Yeah, that's yeah. got to be its own video. That, that's, that, that's that's where I am. In, okay. In, or in, uh, in so AEW is Eddie Kingston. What WWE favorite one right now? Man, uh, I I know it's kind of generic, but co- coming from me, it, I think it's Roman Reigns. Like hey, I was, look, I was like the biggest Roman Reigns hater forever i think a lot of people were like his face run was terrible horrible okay it wasn't horrible it, it, was, it was it was forced yeah was i was about to so say forced. and and we'll talk about that because that's something i want to bring up to you when we talk wwe uh today is about how vince kind of ruined roman's face run like that was that was vince's ideas of all that stuff he was doing R- yeah. roman said when he wanted to be a face 
He wanted to be basically, and this is my words, but this is how I see what he was describing. Basically Stone Cold, but uh, I, I don't want to say a black version of Stone Cold, but just a Stone Cold that's more who he is and more of someone today who's into hip hop and more into the zeitgeist that is today where Stone Cold was like rock and pounding beers. Roman would have been the guy that's more of like, I listen to rap, I'm a big sport, like that type of uh, baby face. Not as sincere yeah. and, and pretty boy as John Cena, For, yeah, but yeah. gritty like Stone Cold. Because John Cena had the like um, respect, whatever, uh, whatever he had. Respect, he had. hustle, loyalty, and respect. Hustle, yeah. and respect. So he had like the, these like virtues that he was like presenting to like the crowd. He was and then more Roman Reigns Hogan than, than anything. And Roman Reigns was, I'm big Samoan guy. Like, mm -hmm. okay, why are you a face? Then? Exactly. Like, and then you could still have like attitude and be a face, and that's not an issue. But like, he never was like presented with or given the opportunity to do that. And now with the bloodline, it's I feel like he can express himself more. And when you see wrestlers having fun, whether it's with their promos or their in-ring work, it it we feel it as fans. And it elevates not only them, but like the enjoyment factor and everything that's going on with the wrestling promotion itself. So that's kind of like where I feel with, with Roman, where not only has he elevated himself, he elevated the belt. Um, it, it seems he seems untouchable yeah. and that hasn't happened for a really long time. And it's, it's really fun to watch somebody like that again. Hey, I'm with you. And when I give my favorite, we'll discuss more about that. So basically my journey is like, like Pete as a kid uh, growing up, I was a fan of it more. So uh, when I went to my friend JJ's house, shout out to him. He was a huge fan of the rock. So that's where I watched wrestling. Didn't really watch it so much at my house, but I was always at his house. Loved The Rock, loved what I saw. But really growing up, I was more of like Randy Orton. Something about Randy Orton and Triple H. I loved them. When JJ's cheering for The Rock to win, I'm cheering for Triple H. So that's where I was at. And I fell off. Uh, I would say I stopped watching consistently in like eighth grade. And then from like that point until really... Early 2022, late 2021, I didn't watch. And then I heard in 2021, AEW is a thing. Okay, well, what's this? And then I started watching a little bit of that, watching a little bit more WWE, started talking to Pete, like, hey, Pete, what's some of your favorite wrestlers? Pete tells me about Omega. I go and watch all of the Omega matches. Shout out to Wrestling with Andy, who does the documentaries on Netflix. I literally, I mean, not on Netflix, on YouTube. I literally went through all of his documentaries on all the people that I didn't know, learned about it, went to the old generations, learned. I just, it was a sponge. It was, I was soaking it up because whether or not you watch wrestling, if you watch wrestling documentaries, they're so fucking interesting because these people have such interesting lives because yes, they're actors, but at the same time, they're athletes. And then it's like these falls they take are so incredible. And when you watch death matches of them really putting barbed wire on them, it's like, ah, it's so enticing. So I wanted to learn about Mick Foley, Terry Funk, all of these people who originated the death match. And then talking to Pete, I got really into New Japan watching uh, all the old Kenny Mega, Kazuchika Okada, Tanahashi matches, watching Will Ospreay, then getting into King Switchblade. So that's my journey. I would say my favorite all-time wrestler would be Triple H uh, of, of all time. I love the game. I would say my favorite right now wrestlers with WWE, <sighs> with WWE, I'm with Pete, acknowledge us, Roman Reigns, number one. <laughs> But I would also say Cody Rhodes is my 
my backup. Him and Seth are my two backups. Sure. Great, and I, great and, choices. And, and I love some Montez Ford. Both of us have a, a big love, love for Montez. Montez Ford. I'm just waiting for Montez Ford's single run, and then that's when I'm going to really, really, really be, be on it. Because, like, I love him in... Um, Oh, I'm blanking on on his name, but I love him with the Street Profits. Of course, I don't want to see when Montez does do a singles run. I don't want them to break up the Street Profits how they normally would break up a tag team where there's beef. No, I want them to be cool. And it just so happens that, yo, Montez has to do his own thing. Oh, Dawkins and Dawkins is a big One Piece fan. So, I, you know, I love me some (laughs) Dawkins. But yeah, I would say literally my favorite right now with, with WWE, it would go Roman, Cody. A little Seth and then Montez Ford. That's where I'm at. I do like Carmelo Hayes in, in, in NXT. I think Carmelo Hayes is the freaking future. I and mean, we'll probably do a video on that on like guys who will take over, who are the future from the young guys. But in AEW, you know where I stand, Pete. It is Kenny Omega time and John freaking Moxley, baby. I love John Moxley. I was so upset when CM Punk took the title off him, but I got it. I understood it, but John Moxley is my guy. What John Moxley did this past summer for AEW was fucking incredible. Everybody's injured. You know what? John Moxley holds down the damn fort and picks it up, and I absolutely love that. Also, I love me some NJF, too. <laughs> oh, I mean, MJF is... Best heel? And, but, I mean, but, but Rhett Roman would be the best, like... The best overall heel, but I think MJF's next up after him. I feel like Roman is on like a whole another level in terms of like where he is. Where like I I think he transcends heel. the heel. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, Pete. Like Roman to me is is not your typical heel. He's not a face. Roman is just a a, a mob boss who's just out there living in like your pull form. Whereas MJF is this slimy, dirty greasy heel <laughs> yeah uh in terms of pure heels i think mjf is like one a if you count <laughs> roman mm-hmm. but mjf is he's he's also just on another level his mic work is what the things that he's getting away with with saying i'm assuming tony khan is paying some like fcc fines yep but <laughs> but it's worth it to elevate where mjf is right now and it's, you could tell that tony khan wild. paid him because now mjf is going crazy like mjf is all the way in mjf has a faction developed around him i guess now that we've gotten our stuff out i guess we can start there really cuz i know we're going to talk about the pay-per-view you, you told me you sent me, which is a great idea for us to discuss. That'll be probably our main topic. But right now, I guess we can go some of the stuff that we're liking in AEW, some storylines, and then we can go to WWE and I'll bring up some stuff. But I think MJF's faction is something we got to start off with with AEW. Uh, Did you not see that the other day? Well, the wall, the wall, I mean, I, I know. So I'm like, Cause I can tell you who it is. Refresh me, because I know. Yeah, I know. Stoke, Stokely. Stokely's like him, the manager. Got him the the chip. Yep. At all out for MJF to essentially get his money in the bank. Yep. Like yeah. I love how they whatever. call it a, a damn casino chip. Y'all are basically doing money in the bank. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, it it is money in the bank. Let's <laughs> yeah. be real. One hundred percent. But yeah, it's Stokely who. So MJF and Stokely had a pass in the Indies where Stokely was his manager. And basically they're bringing that back. Stokely is his manager recruited Ethan Page, which I, I think Ethan Page is underrated. Like I, something about Ethan Page I like, and I'm just like, 
why is this guy not bigger? But then I'm like, oh, part of me doesn't like you. <laughs> I like Ethan Page because we're similar in height and weight. And I actually watched. Um, he was like a huge motivation for me to like start my diet. He did oh, like nice. a whole thing on you, a whole thing on YouTube of like what he was eating and how he was training, essentially how he got jacked where he is now. Fuck yeah. Because he was kind of a punch ball when he was on the indies. And when he got to AEW, he's uh, for his size, I would say he's pretty ripped. He is. So, I need to I need to go watch that because I've been trying to get back in the gym as well. Yeah, it, it was really cool because he was more of a, this was like during COVID and stuff like that. And he did a lot of like in-home stuff and just like how he like snacked and ate and stuff like that. And okay. I was like, oh, like I'm going to try this too. So uh, yeah, I, I think he is. I like him as a... I think he's okay. Yeah, because like him and Scorpio Sky didn't really gel. But I, I don't think, like I don't like Scorpio Sky. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't I didn't like that faction with him, Scorpio Sky, and I don't even know their manager's name. Like I did not rock with those dudes. I like Scorpio Sky when he was with like Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. It, I like I like I like them. If they were, if they ever came back to do be like a trios team since they have the belts uh, the trios belts now that'd be a good one. I, I'd be fine with that. They, they seem like a decent like trios team, but like Scorpio Sky by himself. Just, I think when he was like competing for like the like the TNT and team, they had him like, as a heel, it just like didn't nah, work. this ain't yeah. it. This ain't no, it. I'm with you. So Ethan Page is in there, Stokely Carmichael. You have the guns, which I'm very interested that the guns are the tag team that represents them. And we'll talk. I guess we can talk about the guns now. The guns to me are just this weird dynamic because I liked, I love the claimed, but like yeah. I, do, I don't know if the guns are a good tag team. Like I, I, I like I like them with their dad, but now that they're not with their dad, I don't know what their personality is. I yeah, know I feel Austin like... can rap really well, but he's not about to. They're not about to let him be the white rapper while the acclaim is the no, other rapper. They, like, they can't. They can't. They can't. As, if we get the great slam, we'll talk about the acclaimed. But they, I, I thought that the Gun Club kind of got buried with like, yeah. these, with like their dad leaving their. <laughs> Essentially, like disowning the gun their club family, anymore. Yeah, disowning their family and joining the acclaimed. And uh, I like, I like the gun club's look. I feel like if they were in like NXT, they'd be great. That's what they need. They need. Yes, I agree. They need development. Yeah, they I don't. Do. I don't think they're like. I don't feel like they're main stage players. Where I, yeah. I don't view them as like a threat. I'm trying to think if there was another tag team to choose from. I understand like their thought process of doing like they it, need a like, tag team for that group. Yeah, but I just yeah. don't. I don't know if they're the ones. Maybe maybe you go take like I would have liked if Jungle Boy would have been like, yeah, fuck all this, y'all screwed me over. I'm about to be a villain, and if Jungle Boy picked someone to go with him to MJF, I think that would have worked better than the damn Gun Club. Oh, see, I I can I can never see Jungle Boy as. Uh, <laughs> as a heel he just <laughs> he just radiates baby face uh fate i yeah. mean he's he's small he's ha- kind of handsome the long blonde hair like the music you know i get what you're really saying screams yeah i just think uh, like I'm if christian would have like, like broke him but like you're right i don't know any tag teams that could have replaced for the mjf faction because you needed them to be a heel and i don't think jay lethal is like gonna join the mjf faction well he has his own faction yeah exactly giant indian dude <laughs> yeah and, the, um, uh, what, uh sanjay singh is that thing yeah. his name? or something like Pam, that yeah um and then like 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 andrade has like his, his own, own faction yeah 
I'm going I'm going through the roster right now. I'm trying to see like who I think would be like really good in their team. in the faction, yeah. Why in the faction. Oh, I well, okay, because Wardlow used to be MJF's muscle. And now and he has got, Morrissey. I, I feel like I would rather have like um Brian Cage because mm. not only Brian Cage is I think he's like a douchebag in real life. I think he like <laughs> radiates like uh heat, like bad heat. Which is what you want? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess if maybe if they weren't hurt, um, top flight. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with them. Oh, with, uh, Dante Martin. Yeah, I think, I think with his brother. his brother. Yeah, yeah. that would have been. But his brother got hurt, so his brother they, did. So, yeah, so Dante Martin's doing solo work. Also, I'm biased because they're from Minneapolis. So damn, and the, you're right. The Dante Martin thing would have worked because it could have been the the storyline. Of what I see the MJF thing is, AEW doesn't appreciate us. We're the heels of AEW coming to take over this bullshit company. And like, because Ethan Page is that, MJF is that, Stokely's that, and Dante Martin and his brother could have been the baby faces that are like, no, y'all didn't give us a shot. Y'all brought us to this. We're joining MJ. Damn, Pete, I like that. I do. Yeah, and, and I think that they're like more polished in the ring than Gunsmoke. Yeah, for sure. Like what they do, they're, they're I'm not going to say they're Ricochet and Will Ospreay, but they do some crazy shit. I mean, like, they're kind of like private party. Like, I mean, they're, they're very that athletic um, spot fest type of mm-hmm. wrestlers. But I, I like their dynamic a little bit more than say private party or gun club. I'm with you. And I think, okay, so the way it should be laid out, I think it's MJF world champion. You have Lee Moriarty or uh, not, not Lee Moriarty. Is it W is his name? W Morrissey. That's the big, the big muscle one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the one that I could see going after Wardlow's title. Not saying he'll win, but they set it up to where see- each of them goes after a title. I, 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 so I'll talk about who I want going after Wardlow when we actually talk about Grand Slam. Okay. I, I have my, my thoughts. Okay. And then you have Ethan Page at the, as the All Atlantic being from Canada. You have, uh, who's the girl that joined their faction? I know they have a girl. I, f- I forget who it is. I'm trying to see if they, this, this article doesn't say it, but whoever it is, the girl will go after that, that title. And then you have the gun club, I'm guessing, going after, the tag team which i think is their weakest part of their faction and and i there's no way they're beating ftr so yeah no and we'll talk about that when we talk about like you said grand slam because what's going on with aw's uh tag team really has me pissed off like that to me it has me so upset we'll we'll get to that so shout out to mjf's uh mjf's faction we will see where they go from here, but I feel like this is the most important faction now that the elite are suspended and everything with CM Punk. So let's talk about that right now because I feel like that's the most important thing. Then we'll go to WWE and then we'll do Grand Slam. Yep. So, Pete, to me, man, I am at the point where it's like, look, I get you have to suspend the Young Bucks in the in Kenny Omega because it's for the look. You have to do it. I would literally bring them back by November, December. But CM Punk might not be able to come back. It sounds like they're getting some calls already that the suspensions are done. Oh, because they, they didn't make the they didn't make it public what the actual suspensions were. They just said that they were suspended. Mm. Uh, Kenny, Kenny Omega went to Japan and he's in the new Yakuza game. He was, he was doing mo- motion capture for the Yakuza and he was game. hanging out, hanging out with his boy from the he Golden Lovers. He's hanging out with Kota Ibushi in Japan. Yeah, so he that. took. 
he took a vacation. It sounds like Punk is going to be sidelined for like eight months with his injury anyway. So he was going to lose the title anyway. So it, I just don't know how you bring him back. I, as much as I love CM Punk, I, I think if I think they're waiting because they hired like a third party for the investigation mm-hmm. and they're doing like interviews and stuff like that. If it comes out that like CM Punk is like the agitator and all this stuff and he started this rumble, I honestly think he should be fired. Like, yeah, I'm with you. Mu- Unless he's like he he him and the Bucks like talk it out, like he understands like what happened and he was wrong and he was in like a bad mental spot who whatever. That's maybe the only, but. that's the only way because you gotta think the entire locker room for the most part has beef with this dude. And it's and like my thing is you look, there's two types of people. There's him and there's Brian Danielson. If you hear what you hear from the locker room about Brian Danielson, everyone loves that guy. That guy did not come in. Oh, I'm this big WWE guy. I have advice. I should be the locker room leader. Listen to me. That's just the energy CM Punk gave off. Whereas Daniel Bryan was like, hey, everybody, I'm here. If you need advice, come to me. But if not, it's okay. Like, I just want to, I just, I love what y'all doing. I want to be a part of it. And then people started to ask him advice when they saw him lead by example. And I think that's how CM Punk should have came out. And if Brian Danielson wins the AEW championship, even though I want John Moxley to, and we'll talk more about that, it makes sense because Brian Danielson earned his way there and people respect the hell out of him. Yeah. It's it, it lead by example is a, is a great word. The locker room leader who is mm-hmm. going to be the one that, and I think they lost it. It was, Cody. I, I, I think they did too. Cause I think the bucks were those people as well. Um, and it just seems like right now it's with them gone. I guess I'm not backstage, so I don't necessarily mm-hmm. know this, but like, Something feels just—it feels a little off. No, nothing. It's not perfect, like it, it like mm-hmm. it was before. And I, I'm just more like intrigued to see like the aftermath of what happened because when when this came out, like that that there's this backstage brawl. Kenny got bit. Yeah. Um, While well, trying to ja- save the dog, you was yeah. trying to save CM Punk's dog. <laughs> Nick Jackson maybe got punched up and knocked out. And the other one stuff. got a chair thrown at him by Ace yeah. Steel. <laughs> and so like when it came out like this happened and then i was i was tuned in to watch i think it was rampage yeah no it was wednesday no no it was i watched that as well i Tony remember Khan that, did this pre-recorded i was like geez, bro if that was vince mcmahon vince mcmahon would have been on the stage that's my only thing with tony khan he should have been out there ready to go like you could have made this a spectacle like as mm-hmm. much as the situation sucks vince would have ran with it yeah like, he would have made a spectacle of it he would have got eyes on the on the product just like uh, what, Vince did, Brett screwed Brett. Like yeah. TC should have been like, like CM Punk I, fired. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was hoping for. I was hoping for like Tony Khan comes out, addresses the situation, lays out suspensions, tells us what the suspensions are, mm-hmm. and so. But then there's just like, yeah, the pre-recorded message was kind just of just like whack, <laughs> whack, and then it's like, okay, let's go wrestle now. It's like, wait, what? Like. John Moxley showed more control of that company with his speech, where it's like, I'm sorry I let y'all down. I'm going to be like, that's what Tony Khan should have did. And somebody made a TikTok video that was hilarious, where it was John Moxley, Chris Jericho, and Brian Danielson gathers the locker room together. And they're basically like giving him the speech like, hey, man, look, this is this, this, this. And then like Tony Khan pops his head in and they're like, "Uh, Tony, what are you doing? Get out of here. It's like, (laughs) it's like, it just, and we're not back there, but it just seems like, he had he's a fan like it doesn't seem like he has control which yeah. sucks it do, it does suck and that was i think 
this was like the first big controversy around mm-hmm. AEW. And it's one of those things where like when you watch like a WWE documentary and stuff like that, they they show how they make these scandals or fights or whatever into something. Yep. And this was just like sweeping it under the rug. Mm-hmm. And it was really anticlimactic. And I was just like, I I feel like I probably would have watched the entire show if that wasn't the case. But because that was like a pre-recorded message, I I mean, I was just like, I really don't care about what the matches are tonight. Like, to be yeah, honest, I, I literally, Pete, I was right there with you. I watched the, T, the TK performance or whatever, or the, his his pre-recorded message. I watched MJF and Brian and, uh, and John Moxley's promo, and then I turned it off. Like, I wasn't even that interested in watching Danielson versus um versus Hangman Page live. Like, I watched the pre-recording later. To your point, like, I was just let down because, like you said, if this was WWE, oh, that whole show would have been a spectacle. Yeah, it's 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 the sports... Inter- I know that they, they're so emphasized on wrestling, but so, yeah. it's also entertainment. This is the entertainment factor for the non-in-ring work. Like, mm-hmm. this is what you run... And this is the most eyes you've had on your company. Like, even though it's a shitty thing, you could transform that into a positive. You could. And especially, okay, if if the outcomes are that they fire Punk, this would have mm-hmm. been perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. You would have this, you could run commercials with this. It could be such a great way to get eyes on the prize. And that's part of wrestling is... Mm-hmm. I mean, we both we like both big major promotions, but it's fun to talk about how AEW did this better than WWE. Yes. How is how is <laughs> WWE respond to this? Because competition makes both parties better. Better, yep. And for the most part, we were talking, man, AEW's killing it. Forbidden door, this, that, and the third. They have these eyes on them, and then boom, Triple H gets in office, and it seems like Tony Khan doesn't know what to do. Yep. Like, it, it seems like he's scared of Triple H, but. Because he, he knows NXT was special and, and Vince was kind of the hindrance. And thank God that they're bringing NXT black and gold back. Yeah, black and gold back. That was that was a or white and little, gold now. Well, yeah, white <laughs> and gold. But it's like it was. Yeah, it's, I'm still calling it black and gold. Like <laughs> if Triple H is running it, it's black and gold. Like 100. percent I get what they're trying to do, but like it's black and gold to me. So like, bring, it, back, bring back Chompa, please. Yeah, and we'll get uh, look. So is that all we have on uh on AEW's uh CM Punk Kenny Omega situation? Yeah, I think I think so. I'm just more intrigued to see like the investigation what outcomes and yeah. what, what comes of it. So I think it'd be fun to talk about when we have that information. Right now it's just all speculation, and I don't want to bullshit my answers if I don't know anything. And that's fair. And last thing I'll say is Pete for next, for next time we do something and we talk about this, you should go watch Cody Rhodes's promo that he did in AEW before he left uh, against Sammy Guevara for the final TNT uh, uh, championship. And everybody was, and he literally starts it off by saying, I I was told I should save this, but I think now there's a better time than ever. And looking back at it, he knew he had to say it because he was leaving. Yep. And it was his CM Punk promo. It was basically him saying, y'all, look, this guy before was the guy. He was about revolution. He was about change. But then he became about him. He became a sellout. He became about the money. And when he couldn't get what he wanted, he walked away. And he said all of this stuff about doing the indies, doing this. He didn't do any of that. But you know who did? I did. I went to the indies. I went to New Japan. I went around. 
I built this up from the ground with the young bucks in the elite. Everything y'all love about CM Punk is me. And the fact that now he's coming, y'all will see that it's a fraud, that that it's <laughs> that y'all put your money behind the wrong person. It was basically a shot to Tony Khan telling him, oh, you put your money behind CM Punk. You did the wrong thing. You should have put it behind me. That that's a really that'd be a really interesting conversation because I think I think they both made the right play. I think oh, he, oh yeah. I think Punk was the right play for him, and I think going to WWE was the right play for Cody because Cody is he needed that. He's he's a WWE guy. Like yeah. his style works so much better than over there. Mm-hmm. And you see it before he got hurt, he was the man. And like even when he gets hurt. The pet thing, I think, elevates him to another level. It's 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 going to be when he returns, which I'm assuming it's going to be Royal Rumble. He mm-hmm. has to win Royal Rumble. Is that that pop is going to be insane? Yep, He's I going agree. To, he was already over when he was before he got hurt, and I I I know this is not the like the best case scenario, but getting hurt sometimes is the best thing it for happened. your character. It was, the, it was the best thing for him. Really and was the when he comes back, he's going to be he was already a superstar. I think he's gonna be like a mega star when he comes back. And you have he's, to give Seth and I guess this will be our transition to WWE talk, but you gotta give Seth Rollins so much credit for making putting Cody over in the best of ways. Seth didn't win a single match. And even in well, he won once Cody got hurt, but that like yeah. he didn't officially win. But the way he put him over in that pet match, that was one of the best things I've ever seen. Them pulling out the ropes on each other's hands, like that's up there. And I know we'll do this at the end of the year, but match of the year, that's gotta be up there, man. The pet match. I think in terms of match of the year, in terms of like impact, it's one of the best in terms of like in-ring work. It was still great. It was still like a five-star match. Like, don't get me wrong. It was the first WWE five-star match from Meltzer they got in years. Yeah. So, like, that being said, like, if somebody gave that their match of the year, 100%, no problem with that. If we're talking Seth Rollins in this situation, it shows how good of a character he is where he lost a lot (laughs) and he lost nothing from it if not anything, a single thing if anything he got elevated even more which is which insane is to say yeah man like, like it, and it made him more of a villain like you took cody rose out and brought a sledgehammer to his to him and even win but you still came out as a winner he he has this like it's this thing where it's like you can knock him down or whatever but like his personality is so just next level shit right now i'm literally hearing his sound go off the yeah it's like if he loses who cares like he's gonna he's gonna come back and like it's like it doesn't even matter it's he's one of the best i mean he's probably the best wrestler in the last like 10 years for wwe like no easy he's reinvented himself like four times he stayed at the top of the card this entire time he was, I mean, he, he everywhere, all over the place. He was world champ. He was tag champ. Mm-hmm. Um, Anywhere he goes, al- he just, he does the right thing. Like, he's, not, yeah, al- he's, not he's only always is in the main event. Yep. He always makes it so that he is in the card. He has where- that Kenny Omega thing where Kenny is not only, like, one of the best technical wrestlers, like Brian Danielson, but, but Brian doesn't have that thing that Kenny and Seth have where, yeah, I'm a good technical wrestler, but I can do everything else, and I'm good on the mic. Yep. It's how you it's 
everybody has a run even like even now uh with raw or um roman roman yeah the bloodline eventually is going to be done Mm -hmm. what do you do after the bloodline like that's what separates the good wrestlers from the great wrestlers yep and seth has done it multiple times and he's just an extraordinary not only in-ring worker uh he's promo too yeah well it's funny i say that because he's i think he's ended the career of two people but like for the most part he is a very good in-ring worker um he elevates himself on the mic he elevates himself on the camera he now he's even elevating himself on social media Mm -hmm. he is an incredible twitter follow if you haven't followed him (laughs) yes he is because he is well i think it's a big thing with events leaving he's not afraid to talk about he's not afraid to talk about AEW. he's not i love it japan because those and, are his guys. He used to be in Ring of Honor with those guys. And I really think Triple H is using Seth to maybe recruit some of his old Ring of Honor guys. You have Kevin Steen. You have Tyler Black, i.e. Seth Rollins. And they're saying, hey, Triple H is in charge. It's different now. We're wrestlers again. Maybe Omega in the Bucks. If AEW's not working, maybe I want to come. Uh, I, everybody's been wanting Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins for years. I don't think Kenny would go, though. I think Kenny's using this for negotiations. But the fact that Triple H is in charge now, that door is open for all those yeah. Ring of Honor guys. But I think I think another thing that about it is Rollins knows that if he talks about AEW or whatever on Twitter, they're going to his Twitter. That's yeah. Seth Rollins' Twitter. It doesn't matter what he's talking about. Your eyes are on Seth he Rollins. Is, yep. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is that regardless of which promotion he's talking about, they're talking about Seth him. Rollins. Yep, 100%. It, and before with Vince, that wasn't the... Like, people got in trouble for... I, I, I think it's when... Adam Cole can stream. Um, like, what? <laughs> yeah, they, they like cut their like Twitch stuff and all that, all that jazz. But I think it was when uh, AEW had their first pay-per-view, their first all-out in Chicago, and some like people tweeted about like how great of like an event it was, and they had like delete their tweets and they got fined Damn. because Vince didn't want them talking about it. And now it's completely different. Where if I talk, if Seth Rollins talks about AEW or something like that, it's it had okay. like seventy thousand likes on Twitter. Like that's mm-hmm. a shit ton of likes. Yes, it is. That gets the eyes on the product, even if it's not talking about the product. But and, and, and that's what it should happen though. Like, and I'm glad Triple H is okay with that because that there's nothing wrong with that. If if AEW successful, W it brings more eyes to wrestling, which could get more eyes to WWE. W, same thing and vice versa. Competition is good, and that's what I and that's what I love to see. So before we get to Grand Slam, let me ask you, because I uh, we'll talk more WWE next time. But I think our WWE conversation for this episode should be Roman in the belt. How do you how do you think we they should take the belts off of Roman? How do you feel about the bloodline? For me, I absolutely love the bloodline. You have Roman with both belts. You have the Usos with the tag team. Now you have Solo Sokoa with the North American. Hated seeing Melo get off it, but that tells me Melo's about to come up. That's what that tells me. Uh, I think he's. I think he's gonna come up for like. I'd say like pay per views. I can see him coming up. Or is it Braun Breaker comes up? Is it Braun Breaker comes up weekly and you give Melo the overall NXT championship? See, I I felt like that would make sense too. But since they they already had him get the belt from, he already has the North American belt. I think it's gonna stay there. Okay. Which it kind of sucks because you could right now. I feel like. Braun doesn't have a real rival. Make it mellow. And I think that would have been great. It, they could take it off of Braun and then they could feud for months and it'd mm-hmm. be fine. 
and because he has that bloodline name it elevates him to like that level of a status giving him the mid-tier belt it, it's fine it shows that like they're dominant they hold belts in all wwe like promotions that's perfectly fine with reigns though i think the only logical like way that he loses the belt is to cody rhodes it's it's it has to be now this is my thoughts to you let me pitch it let's to hear you. it so wrestlemania you gotta do rock roman you keep the belts on him for wrestlemania he beats roman i mean he beats the rock has the thousand days where he is the cha- as the universal champion okay after the thousand days SummerSlam, the next big pay-per-view you take it off of him, triple threat match, Cody Rhodes and someone else, and whoever it is, you have Cody Rhodes pin for one of the belts, for the WWE belt, the Raw belt, and then you have Roman pin the, 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 guy, the other guy or whatever and keep the Universal, and then you get the Universal off of him later. That way, uh, Fox has their champion, USA has their champion, Cody's the WWE, and then Roman, you can get him off of him at the next one, and then have a new universal champion. I, I didn't really think of the rock. Okay, I guess if you want long term booking, yeah, that my, mine was super like mine was like going till next SummerSlam. That's a long time. No, th- I think that's good. I think you can even go longer. Ooh, I think okay. What you do, I think what you could do is have the rock win the Royal Rumble, have the rock eliminate Cody Rhodes. They're, they're the final two. The mm-hmm. rock eliminates Cody Rhodes. So that way, the rock fights Roman at WrestleMania. Then next year's Royal Rumble have Cody Rhodes eliminate The Rock, Woo! and then Cody can when fight it- Roman. If you want long, long, term long term, the only thing with that is, is The Rock gonna give him two years? Like I don't know if The Rock's giving him two years. I I I don't know if two years, but if they can give him, if say like five matches My, instead of like mm, two years, okay. Like if you can do like Royal Rumble WrestleMania. Royal, I, I should you can do like three matches. Probably. Yeah, I was gonna say you you got to put one in between, whether that's SummerSlam or whatever. Yeah, it probably it would probably be SummerSlam. I can yeah, that would probably make the most sense. Okay, I like that. Is there but, any way? Oh, go ahead. Keep, keep going. I, I just I think Cody has to beat Roman. I'm with you. He's because, the only hero that can because he's the only genuine hero. Roman is M Bison. Roman is like the emperor. Like you got to give a, a a Luke Skywalker. You got to give some baby face that loves wrestling that embodies the business he's a royal family like it's on family versus Rhodes's. the roads like it, there's so much implication yeah. with just cody it's like they're wrestling history give it to him and then you have the perfect villain for cody right when it finishes with seth rollins that it's it, it's also great because then you could also roman can uh, after he loses, he can go away for like a year, mm-hmm. and then when he comes back, it's going to be insane. And like, that's what he needs to do. He has to go back, go off for a year. Because I listened to Lo- Roman's interview with Logan Paul. He he has a big family. Like Roman has two yeah, sets he's of like twins. Five kids or something. Yeah, like that. five kids, an old daughter, and two sets of twins. His one set is five. The other set is two. Roman wants to be a dad for a little bit, so let him go away for a year, like you're saying. And then when he comes back, bro. I'm getting the bloodline back together. You can do it all over again where Jay Uso is like, nah, bro, you lost. And Roman's like, oh, I lost it. Let me prove to you that I want it and beat down all the bloodline, get them back. And then boom, we're right back in it. The the problem with like losing the bloodline though, is I feel like it's going to hinder, it's going to maybe not the Usos, but solo. Like, 
you know how they have all the belts i feel like they need to lose all the belts at mm-hmm. the same time i guess they could all go away at the same time and it's fine or whatever you could, you could have so it like, where solo's the only one there like lost all his power and that could be his storyline like he's, he's fighting he's, yeah that could be his nx that could be his nxt storyline where like my cousins like they all lost and they left and i'm still here, here like, i'm doing it alone shows you whatever yeah he turned heel on like his own his own family family yeah but i would all i would really love to see Sami Zayn and kevin owens win the tag titles off of the usos you read my mind they are the only one like i want kevin owens with some sort of gold and granted i know he he can't be champion right now maybe when roman uses the universal you can get him over there and he can do that because cody has to be the wwe but to your point they are setting up Sami Zayn and kevin owens so freaking well yeah. like that has to happen i would i would i'd be so happy the if fourth were, uh, <laughs> yes i mean his 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 involvement with the bloodline is, is <laughs> sammy zane is like it, it's when you think of like I, I this might be preposterous but like i view like the miz as like a first round like a first ballot hall of famer i think mm-hmm. he's just how he elevated like the no, Intercontinental Champ and just how he he he's just immaculate. The Miz Sami has Zane, been WWE's like one of their best heels before. Roman. Yeah, like he, he he's he's insane how good the Miz is. Sami Zayn is like the Miz, but for babyface, like, <laughs> not even babyface. It's like if it's if the Miz took like I don't know like heroin or something <laughs> like that and then went out and wrestled because he looks homeless. He looks crazy. He has like crazy antics all the time, but, he's but like awesome. it works. That little dance it that he works did, that every he, he time. Made, I'm never broke. Jay Uso. I'm never sick. Yeah, I'm <laughs> never sick of Sami Zayn, and he's also an incredible wrestler. Like, <laughs> yes, just a, he's so good in the ring too. Where if he just continue, it'd be fun to have like his be like his crazy self. Kevin Owens kind of be like the voice of reason, and this the prize fire, yeah. Faces. Would be so much fun because I think they're the WWE tag. Um, it doesn't have the luster. Like, it, it seems a little stagnant. It's mm-hmm. like we have Usos, New Day, Alpha Academy, Street, Street Profits. Profits. That's it. And it's like it, I feel like it's been like that for like two years, mm-hmm. and I feel like we just need like a spark. And Alpha Academy can't hold the belt. Like I'm sorry, they just not good enough. They're, they're they'd be fine to hold the belt for like two weeks like <laughs> yeah. a, tra- a, a, a transition, transition. team mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's fine if they like win by like a gimmick like if it's like a four team tag match and they win it's like sure but, but if you have to, to split the weeks later if you have to split the belts like you said give kevin owens and Sami Zayn the raw one and yeah probably the new day uh smackdown or or if you want to keep it on the usos whatever but awesome i'm glad we had this wwe roman reigns bloodline talk we'll talk more wwe next time yeah but to finish off the first episode of this video series podcast whatever you want to call it let's talk uh what's the what's the pay-per-view called grand slam grand slam i don't even think it's a pay-per-view i think it's just on tv oh okay so this is just like it's like a premiere like television episode super super show super car type of thing gotcha yes well let's start at the bottom which chris jericho's that dude man chris jericho got got tony in his pocket not only was chris jericho in the tournament for the AEW championship Oh, wait, I'm fighting Claudio Castagnoli for Ring of Honor, and I would not be shocked if he beats Claudio. Would not. 
I can't, I don't want him to. I if he does, I hope it's by cheating. I hope yeah. it's not straight up. I th- and then that way you can make it to where him and uh Daniel Garcia have beef and it's over. Like Garcia's out of there. I yeah, I'm trying to think of how they want to like do the whole Daniel Garcia thing because I think that's really fun as well. But like Claudio's only wrestled, I think, four matches in AEW. Yeah. I, I think he's defended his title once. Uh, I he defended it against Dusty. I mean, uh, D- Dustin Rhodes, which was the worst defense I've ever freaking yeah. seen. Yeah, that's it. He has to be Chris Jericho. No, you're right. You are absolutely well, right. <laughs> I, I don't think he has to beat Jericho. I think he he. I don't think Jericho can win without cheating because okay. it. it Claudio needs to like, like the only way you could have beaten me is by cheating. And like, then, it, and then he comes back up. and wins again. Yeah. If they yeah. want to, if they want to feud that way, that's that's cool. Or Daniel Garcia can fuck with them or something like that, and Claudio can like roll him up and get a and get a win. Mm-hmm. I, I see. I'm trying to think because Jericho just lost to Danielson. I don't I don't know if Jericho is going like on tour with his band or something like that. Uh, so I would have to like look at that because a lot of times. When he he'll he'll like lose some matches and then go on tour and then come back a few months later. I'd have to look at when Fozzie's uh, tour schedule mm-hmm. is. But if I had, to, if, do you want to do like predictions or something like that? Yeah, we can. We can predict who wins, and then next time, we'll, and when it happens, we'll, yeah. we'll uh, make a video on who uh, wins. Yeah, that'll be fun. Let's, let's, and we can do we can, and we can do it to where we all have where we keep our stats on like Pete's record versus Lynch. Yeah. yeah right, okay. Let, let let me check Fozzie's uh, tour <laughs> schedule real so quick. So you know. <laughs> okay, so they go on tour starting the 29th, and they're on tour until. April third. Oh, so I'm gonna say Claudio. Yeah, now that I'm you, saying, I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> saying Claudio wins. Um, I'm gonna say Claudio wins clean. I'm gonna say okay. he wins clean. Yep, I'm, no, I'm, no interference or anything like that. I'm going to say Claudio wins clean as well, especially because you said that. And I just watched an interview with Tony Khan, or this was actually Jericho Scrum. They asked him, "Could you do a Fozzie show?" At rest while at like a wrestling event, he was like, "No, because it takes two different brains. When I'm focusing on Fozzie, I'm focusing just on that. And when I'm focused on wrestling, I'm just on that. And since he's touring till April, this is his vacation. You're absolutely right. Uh, Claudio wins, and honestly, this could be the downfall of the Jericho Appreciation Society, where Daniel Garcia leaves, and it could break up while he's gone. And then when Jericho comes back, new gimmick. I could see that being a thing. And, and uh, you could still have. I mean. Jericho can still come back every now and then for like appearances for the Jericho Appreciation Society. That way he like keeps his like um his stable intact while he's on tour. But I just can't see him holding a belt for mm-hmm. four months while he's on tour. Yeah, no, I'm with you hundred percent. Okay, Pop versus Orange Cassidy. This is for the All Atlantic Championship. Uh, Pop's the champion, but you know what, Pete? I'm swerving. I'm picking Orange Cassidy, and I'm picking Orange Cassidy to win. Uh, I, I don't know if I want to say clean or not. I'm going to say Orange isn't a heel, but I'm going to say some shenanigans happen. Okay, I'm going to say because Orange Cassidy is from New Jersey, he's mm. not going to win because it's for the All-Atlantic Championship, and that was like specifically made. <laughs> for Europe, yeah. For, or not even Europe, just no, non-US yeah. or non-North America, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the, or I guess. Ethan Page competing. He's from, from Canada. Canada. So. Yeah, it, it's literally so, just from other countries. You're right. Yeah, not the United States. But so because Orange <laughs> Cassie is from New Jersey, I'm gonna say Pac wins, mm. and I think this will be 
I think this will be a fun match because um, Orange is that dude. He can wrestle. Orange can wrestle. He was act- he actually just wrestled in Minneapolis on Saturday. Um, Honestly, one pretty- of the best matches of the year is Osprey and Orange Cassidy. Yeah, it, that was. I mean that that match had no right being as good as it was. That was I thought was I thought so Osprey was gonna dog walk him. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Orange Cassidy has a fan in Linden because that match yes. was nuts. Yes. That's uh, why I'm so- picking. I'm literally picking him because of how good he was against Osprey. I like that, but I, I think if it wasn't for the All-Atlantic Championship... No, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. <laughs> I would I would consider it. I think it's going to be like a really fun match because Pac is so serious deadpanned and Orange Cassidy is like a it's goofball. comedy. Yep. I think this will be a really fun match, but I do think Pac's going to go over clean. I'm not mad at that. Okay, next match we got is Tony Storm, Serena Deep, Athena, and Dr. Britt Baker. Look, bro, if Tony Storm doesn't win this, then what the hell was her championship run? You could have just gave it to Dr. Britt Baker the first time. I'm picking Tony Storm. <laughs> okay, I, I think I think this is a two-horse race. I think it's it's either Tony Storm or Britt Baker. Um, I agree. Athena lost to Jade Cargill, so there's no reason for her to win, mm-hmm. which sucks because I, I think she has the best women's finishing move. I love her, like, stunner from the top rope. Mm-hmm. She has so- potential to be great. I think... I think she's gonna be the one to take Jade out whenever it's time. I die, I, die. I don't foresee, I don't foresee Jade losing for like two years. Damn, I was gonna say a year, but I think in that year that's when Athena takes her out. But two, uh, the, that's the, the the only way Jade is losing is to elevate her to like um, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying to the next championship. But like we would need like somebody to th- they would have to like cheat. Like they're oh, not gonna okay. beat, they're not. There's no way they're gonna beat Jade baby facer. There's yeah, no okay. chance. There, gotcha. there had to be like a super mega heel and turn Jade face or mm. something like that. Well, and that's and when they turn her face, that's when she gets the champ, the AEW championship. You're absolutely right. If it was me, I would because like Jade has everything but the in ring work, which is why she's not like the main champion. Mm-hmm. But like she's when getting Jade, there. Oh, she, when Jade is the champion, she's going to be like a Roman Reigns. Like she's yeah. going to belt for a year plus. Yeah, she's, she's going to be the biggest women's champion in AEW history. Like. Tony Khan's going to give her the world because he knows that Jay Cargill, out of all the stars right now in AW, she is WWE made. Like, oh, Jay Cargill versus uh, Bianca Belair. That's a WrestleMania match. <laughs> when Jade's contract is up, it's going to <laughs> it's going to be really interesting to see how much money they're going to be offering because mm-hmm. I'm assuming WWE is willing to pay her a lot of money. They're waiting. <laughs> and if AEW if AEW is smart, they don't really have they have women stars, but they don't have women superstars. Superstars. Jay Cargill, they, yeah. They don't have Sasha Banks. They don't have Becky Lynch. And they're not getting but, Sasha Banks now that Triple H is in charge. Nope. <laughs> but you know who's really close to that? Jade Cargill. I agree. The, the two if, people that WWE want is Jade Cargill and MJF. Oh, they oh, they back the truck up for MJF. But <laughs> if, if back to this match though, I think it's between Tony Storm and Doctor Bert Breaker Baker. If I had to pick, let's see. So yeah, I you gotta pick <laughs> Claudio's a face, and he would he's gonna win. Mm-hmm. Pac is Pac. a heel, and he he wins. Oh man, I think I'm leaning. I think I'm leaning. Okay, I think it's Tony Storm, but I think it's like 51 49 <laughs> because I can see Britt winning again. It makes it, it makes sense. She's uh, chasing after a heel champion, makes sense. Mm-hmm. She's good. She's a good women's champion. Yeah, she has the personality. And it, when Thunder Rosa comes back, 
if they want to refuel that feud again because they have like real life beef it sounds yes they like. do yes they do that could be interesting so they're literally women Shawn michaels and uh bret hart like they hate each yeah. other <laughs> so i'm gonna go tony storm by this this much i'm at I'm, I'm at 60 40 tony because i'm just like why get, like tony to me could have a brilliant rivalry with with brit baker and i think tony's better in the ring than thunder rosa like yeah, I, I, I love tony I just don't think it makes sense to give up the belt that soon. Yeah, that soon. Have her win on a pay-per-view mm-hmm. and at least establish her a little bit more. And then you take it, it from her. <laughs> if she drops it from Brit, the, the following pay-per-view. Sure. Fine. Yep. But I agree. Like, but like, let's build up Tony Storm a little bit more as the because she's interim right now. Like, mm-hmm. let's let's have her solidified as the champion for at two months at least. And let's turn her into a star. Like, I think Tony Storm has potential to be a star. Like, they need more she than has just the Baker. look and everything. Mm-hmm. It's just something about Tony Storm just doesn't do it for you. It doesn't do it for me. There's something missing from her. I don't know if it's her character or her in-ring work, but something is just missing where she's just like, she's one tier below and I don't see her ever getting out of it. Real. I hope I'm wrong because I hope you're wrong too. <laughs> she, she's beautiful. And yeah, she is. And she's she, really good. She's in great the, in the ring. Yeah. And she has the look and everything. It's just, I feel like she's maybe had she that needs si- a manager. Like maybe I, she has the early Roman problem where Roman gets Paul Heyman and it turns up. Maybe she needs a Paul Heyman. I think the biggest problem is she's been the same character. Uh, the, the, the eye under the, the line under the eye, the backwards mm-hmm. cap since, since WWE. <laughs> she's been like that for five plus years. I think she just needs a, Revamp. A, tweak, a tweak or a revamp or something to get me interested in her mm-hmm. but to be honest of these four i'm not really interested in any of them um yeah and honestly the one i'm most interested in is dmd it's it, it probably personality like, wise yeah like i i think like i like serena and athena in the ring me too but like i don't like them on the mic yep where like I like Brit on the mic and she's Brit okay in the yeah, ring. Yeah, she's all right. <laughs> and Tony Storm is like, and Tony Storm is just like in the middle of everything. I think she's a good mm-hmm. wrestler and I think she's an okay talker. I agree. Brit Baker's well, trying to do her best Adam Cole moves. <laughs> it's well, like, none of none of them are like none of them are like an S tier wrestler or an S tier mouthpiece or something mm-hmm. like that. Where like it's fine if they're champ because they're so good on the mic or they're so good in the ring. It doesn't matter. There's a distinct, uh, a a distinct difference between the WWE women's superstars and the AW. When you look at WWE, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, uh, Alexa Bliss, uh, freaking Bailey, Bailey, the SmackDown champion, Liv Morgan. I even like Shayna Baszler becoming the new triple H. Like they are great. They're doing Man. a fantastic job, especially I was I was always a huge fan of Liv Morgan. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought that she was really underrated when she was in Riot, the Riot Squad. But and now um, she's she, she, was never the, she was never like the focal piece to that. And now she's given the chance and she ran with it. And now she's she deserves to be champ. I yep. And I, I want to see that from the AEW's women champion. Like one of the, I, the I workers, feel like I want them. I want you know, I want to see them. Like be deserving of yes, the champ. I agree. You know what we said about the Gun Club, how they need NXT. I feel like how Mandy Rose was like a mid Carter in WWE goes to NXT, develops, and now is like this brilliant champion for NXT. I feel mm-hmm. like some of these AW women's uh, competitors could use that same thing yep. that happened with Mandy Rose because Mandy Rose now is ready for the WWE main stage. Like she is great. When uh, Fatal Attraction and Mandy Rose is just. One of my favorite, like, 
just acts period in mm-hmm. WWE. It's so good. Yep. So now let's get to the match that just up, upsets the living hell out of me because I don't know what is going on with this tag team division. I have no idea because I know whoever wins this, they're going to just get blown out by FTR. Like, I don't know why we don't want to make them eight-star FTR. I, I feel like he's waiting for the Bucks, but the Bucks are probably not going to be in this for a while. So, and if the claim win, they're so over. Are you just going to bury them with FTR? Like, nope. I, I don't understand where this is going because the claim cannot beat FTR. And I feel like if the claim wins this, they're going to lose to FTR. And Max Caster already was doing stuff like giving IG hints that they might do a singles run soon, but him and Bowens would always be family. I am in the opposite. Ooh, I okay. think I think that the, accla- the how hot the acclaim is right now. They're on fire. I they agree. Are, the fact that they are selling a shirt that says "Scissor Me, Daddy," ass, I'm getting some. I'm getting one. And it's selling like hotcakes. Shows <laughs> that they are unstoppable right now. I think that the acclaim are easily winning this match. Ooh. I don't even think it's going to be close because I also think that Keith Lee and Swerve are going to. So you think the split up for them is happening? I think the split. I think it. I, I think it should have happened a while ago. I agree. First of all, Swerve in their glory in your glory, I think is a terrible tag team. And man. they're not even a real tag team. They play separate music every yeah. time they co- they don't come out together. I get pissed off. But see, I, I think I think we're on the same page with this match. I think we're just on like I don't like the outcome that is going to happen next because it's oh, like FTR should have been champions. Like I don't uh, know what, what's happening. I think FTR is on the level of Seth Rollins where they can lose to the Acclaim and they're fine. Mm, but okay. Also, the Acclaim have Billy Gunn where yeah. they could just do, they could cheat. Like, <laughs> yeah. the, the Acclaim just are, just turn into, like, be more heels and just don't lose the belt for a while. I think, yeah, I think, I think the Acclaim are winning this match. Ooh, okay. I think, I think they're, I think they'll win the match by... Um, like Keith Lee and Swerve kind of like fucking up and like um, getting into each other's faces and, and kind of like and losing the match with that themselves. Way. Yeah, and then that way they feud. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they claimed they're your new champ. So yeah, I'm going to claim. I'm liking that, and I know we only have one different right now, but I was feeling this way, I, and I'm not switching. We're gonna have the same one with this one. So I, it seems like if. Our difference one, which will determine our record, will be Pac and Orange Cassidy. But I'm picking the claim or, or too. The, or the championship, man. Or the we champion. True, 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 true. I'm going to claim scissor me, daddy ass. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I love think, it, man. I, I I think I legit think like this is like a 99% lock that they, they are wearing. over, bro. Like they're uh, they're the most nuts. I think they're the most overact in AEW. I agree. It's like MJ MJF, maybe MJF and then the acclaimed. They're I would like, say like, yes. I would say the claim they're the most over faces because they're not heels. I don't see them as heels. They gotta no, be they, baby faces. They, they, I mean, honestly, they should just be like super cocky faces mm-hmm. where they're just like they're like douchebags. They're th- they're, like, they're with thugonomics, John. What what we wanted yeah. from John the whole time. It'd be, I mean, they, I think they could easily transition into heel. I think they could yeah. easily start being scummy and cheating when they're losing. I don't think that'd be a problem. But I mean, they're so over. Like, mm-hmm. It's hard for them to not be a face, even yeah. if you try to make them a heel. So I'm with yeah, you. I, I think the claim are easily winning this. Cool. So okay. So right now, I have we both have Claudio. I have Orange. You have Pac. We both have Tony Storm. We both have the claim. Now let's do it. Brian Danielson, John Moxley. You know where I stand with this. I, I know am, you do. I, I am John Moxley, Wild Thing, 
if bro, there's no way you give him that that promo where he's like, yeah, I was supposed to go on vacation, but fuck that. I'm here to be a legend. I'm going to be the face of 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 AEW. No, he didn't say the face. He said he was going to be the ace. And you yep. know how he feels about that with Tanahashi in in New Japan. He takes that seriously. I think he convinced uh Tony Khan, I'm the ace of AEW. Give me the belt. I'm going John Moxley. It's I think this is super tough because I think you can go one of two ways. One, they played up that Brian hurt his ankle against Jericho in the mm. match. And um Moxley can like beat his go, ankle. Go up. after <laughs> it. And then you could have Moxley and Dalson be like, hey, like you beat me because my ankle's fucked up. Like if my ankles heal, like you know I can take the belt off you. And then that way they can but it's cool Build because the they're feud. like teammates. Yeah. And I, I like that style. I don't think either one of them has to be like a heel in the situation. They can just be like rivals. Yeah. They want to fight. Make it really sports based. Like we respect each other. We're just doing this for the love of the sport. Also, I think you could go the Danielson route where he won both titles at WrestleMania where like mm. he was hurt, came back. What, uh, he tapped out was he tapped out Randy Orton and won the belt. And then that's how like the huge yes chance started going like yep. crazy with that. And you could have Brian Danielson on his last leg, his last all, run, yeah. all, all he's got, and then beat Moxley. Because I do think eventually Danielson will hold the belt. Yeah, I think I think it makes sense for like his legacy to at least hold it once. And this seems like a fine time to do it. And Good it point. seems like one of those situations where like he could win, he could be, he could like be on like his. He has an injured ankle. He continues wrestling with like an injured ankle and he could lose the belt to like MJF. Like uh, I was literally about to pitch to you. If Danielson wins, I think at this show, John Moxley goes at his ankle, tears it up to shreds and then boom, cash in MJF's champion that night. Now Mox is pissed. Mox MJF feud for the next paper. Yeah. So it's, it's like, who I was I was thinking whether the cash is going to be down. I don't think it is. I okay. think they want to set. I think they want to save that for like a bigger pay per view, because I don't think that this is a pay per view. So, I think I, I think I'm going to go Danielson. Okay, wins, and then down the road at pay per view they continue to feud. Mox wins, pay per view, and then. MJF cashes it on Mox. Okay. So I uh so for this match specifically, I think this is tough. I think it could go either way. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Danielson. I'm gonna like Danielson it. finally gets the belt one. Nice. Okay, so we're going separate. I'm giving a caveat that if Danielson does win, that MJF cashes in this night. So so I can maybe get a point that way. But I'm yeah. uh, but I'm going with Mox. Awesome. We got our card predictions. This is happening this Wednesday, huh? This upcoming Wednesday. Uh, two two Wednesdays. Okay, no. two Wednesdays from now, so that's when you can expect yeah. the next the next video from me and Pete when we recap what's going on and we discuss what's been happening in the wrestling world because this doesn't have to necessarily be a weekly series. I think it'd be better that way. So now we'll 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 discuss this, pick it back up. Then this was awesome, Pete. Tell the people they can follow you on social media, my man. Yeah, I mean this is probably the only wrestling thing. So if you want to follow me for my wrestling takes, uh, follow Lynn instead. <laughs> um, <laughs> Or join join his Discord or something like that, and we can talk wrestling. Otherwise, I mean, I'm the host of an anime podcast, so if you yep. want to hear my anime takes, listen to the What Do You Say Anime podcast found everywhere. Podcasts can be found and on YouTube for visual content. 
One hundred percent. Tell me where to find you on Twitter, man. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, my handles. What do you say, Annie? What do you say, A N I on Twitter? You can stay update on all of my like social media takes. It's mostly anime, but I'm cool. If you guys want to talk wrestling or whatever, I might tweet some stuff too. Hit him up, man. Well, okay. follow- the, the beauty of anime is there are so many wrestling fans. Exactly. It, 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 it correlates. Mm-hmm. So maybe some. I mean, I was just talking in my Discord before this that and we'll put we were the talking link, about we'll put the link to your discord in the uh video description as well all right yeah for sure and like we were talking anime and that went into wrestling and i just found out that one of the guys that chit chats in my discord is a wrestling fan so now i have another nice. wrestling fan that i can talk to so it's just one of those things where it's like oh yeah they mesh together perfectly so i would say that if you like wrestling you should check out anime as well 100 percent. y'all go follow pete at his uh on his uh twitters go check out his podcast we will put the links to his description uh the links to his discord in the description and we'll put the links to his social media in the description as well look man we're trying to make this a series or podcast whatever it may be yeah if y'all like it let us know follow me at limbwt follow bros you think at bros you think and until the next time we'll talk to you on two weeks at the result of this aw thing and uh we'll see you soon until then peace see you